It's time to go under the hood with the Indy Fuel. Welcome to the Under the Hood podcast. I am the broadcast voice of the Indy Fuel, Andrew Smith. Hockey season finally upon us. The Indy Fuel, after a nine month absence, dropped the puck on the 2020 21 season as the ECHL was the first North American Hockey League to begin play this past weekend. And it was a successful opening weekend for the Fuel as they rallied to defeat the Kansas City Mavericks 4 3 in a shootout on Friday in the home opener at the Indiana Farmers Coliseum and then traveled to Wheeling to take on a rested Nailers team took an early 2 to nothing lead and went on to win 3 to 2 so the fuel opening the 2020-21 season with a 2 and 0 record and a sweep of the weekend against two teams i think we'll see quite a bit this season Kansas City whom the fuel will play twice in their first 3 games and Wheeling whom the fuel will play 10 times in the 20 games that have been announced on the schedule so far. And so a good statement to make for the fuel to open the season. This podcast will look back at week one of the Indy Fuel season. We'll give you some highlights and our interview with Alex Router. That was part of our Friday night game broadcast. And that interview was done last week prior to game one and... We will happily share that with you later on in the program. Just one game for the Fuel this week, Friday, December 18th. The Fuel travel to Kansas City to take on the Mavericks after winning a thriller from the Mavs on opening night. It will probably be a little bit of a different lineup for the Mavericks as they had a number of players unavailable last week due to COVID protocol, but uh, a lot of them will be back in the lineup this week. And the one thing we saw with this Indy Fuel team is that it is as fast and as strong and as deep as any team we have seen in the seven years the Indy Fuel franchise has been a part of the ECHL. Night one was a great one. It was so nice to be back in the rink. We had 2,011 fans joining us at the Indiana Farmers Coliseum for that season opener teddy bear toss night we collected more than 1600 teddy bears and with everything that has gone on and all of the work that has been done by health officials by people by fans by citizens just to get to opening night was a victory and it was a a really a a nice one and of course the fuel added the cherry on top with a victory in thrilling fashion it seems opening night always seems to go to a shootout and uh, the fuel went right to the wire before getting this game to a shootout and then eventually winning four to three and first things first i want to commend jim hallett the fuel owner larry mcquery and the front office staff for All of the work they did, as well as the fairground staff and the Indiana Farmers Coliseum staff, for making sure that we had a safe and fun opening night. It felt like once the puck dropped, a typical normal evening at the Indiana Farmers Coliseum. Sure, the crowd was maybe a little bit smaller due to distancing and COVID protocols, but it was enthusiastic, it was loud, and it was uh, just a tremendous atmosphere. And it was so nice 
to be back in the building with our fans and enjoying hockey once again. And we know that several of you enjoyed our broadcast as well. And you can again get to our broadcasts on the Indie Fuel website, the audio broadcast, go to the watch, listen live page, or just go to mixler.com slash Indie Fuel. And you can get the audio stream of all 36 home games with Nick Olchak and yours truly. And those will be free. Or you can subscribe to Flow Sports and watch all 72 Indie Fuel games home and away. And Nick and I will be providing the commentary on all of the home games. And you'll enjoy the other announcers throughout the ECHL when the Fuel are on the road. After this week's game, the Fuel will be off until December 26th when the Wheeling Nailers come to visit for the first of a couple of visits in a two-week span to the Indiana Farmers Coliseum. And the first of four consecutive games, the Fuel will play against the Nailers. And so that'll be the first of many looks we get at Wheeling's team this season. Of course, that was a team the Fuel knocked off 3-2. to two. 7 o'clock face-off Saturday the 26th, and that will be Nickelodeon night. You can get your tickets at IndieFuelHockey.com, and you can also get your full season plans or your partial season plans or your mini game packs as well. Just go to IndieFuelHockey.com and get all of the details. The schedule for games number 10 through 20 from the middle of January through February 10th was also released. The Fuel will play five more home games in that stretch, including a back-to-back against the Wheeling Nailers on January 15th and 16th. And then the Rapid City Rush will come into the Indiana Farmers Coliseum as well. There will also be our first Sunday afternoon game of the year on January 31st against the Wheeling Nailers. Upcoming promotions, January 2nd, the few will take on Wheeling. It'll be Pajama night. Where are your PJs? And we will, and in support of them and to raise money for uh, cancer research. Also, our first Do 317 night is going to be on Friday, January 8th, when the Fuel hosts the Greenville Swamp Rabbits. And then Saturday, January 9th, the Swamp Rabbits also in town for Healthcare Heroes and First Responders night. You can get your tickets for all of those games at IndieFuelHockey.com. The season began Friday night as the Indy Fuel took on the Kansas City Mavericks. And it was a night where the Fuel had to battle. They fell behind early, one to nothing on Zach Osborne's shorthanded goal, 326 into the game, but Indy kept rallying. The first Fuel goal of the season came from their veteran, David Brohl, who has played a number of seasons in the American Hockey League also has played five games in the National Hockey League for the Toronto Maple Leafs, and he was parked right in front of the net to take a great feed from Darian Plouffe on a tic-tac-toe play started by Mike Lee in the left face-off circle. He zipped it across the ice to Darian Plouffe in the right circle, who fed David Brohl on the doorstep to put the fuel up one to nothing. Darian Plouffe's unit, he brings it across the line, feeds Fogan up the right side with a full head of steam, takes it behind the net, looks to center, knocked down, and he gets it back, plays it up to Lee. He works the left circle, rink-wide pass for a shot and a goal! David Brohl tips it in after a perfect rink-wide pass from Lee over to the far sides and right back into the front for David Brohl, and he scores a power play goal 
from right on top of the crease, and we're tied at one. Get used to the name David Brohl, especially. I've got a feeling is going to become very synonymous with the power play. He's a big, big human being. 6'2", probably about 240, and his home is at the net front. A great two passing play right from one side of the rink all the way to the other and then back and roll his Kansas City it took a two to one lead early in the second period on a five on three power play goal but again the fuel answered on a great feed from Peter Krieger setting up Alex Router all alone in the low slot for a one-timer that nearly went straight through the net as Alex Router just blasted it to tie the game fuel Regain the line, Lee into the left wing circle, below the goal line. Look to center, it's tip free, but held in at the right point by Teixeira. He'll chip it off the glass to Lee in the right wing corner. Back diagonal, high slot, router shot deflected up and over the goal. Krieger into the left wing circle with it. Over to Router, one-timer score! Peter Krieger fed Alex Router for a one-timer right between the hash marks, and he ripped it past Bonner, and we're tied at two. Get used to that combination. Krieger to Router, Router to Krieger. What a play for the Indy Fuel building off of the shift prior. Plenty of offensive zone time, not allowing Kansas City to get out of their own zone. And, I mean, look at Alex Router. I mean, he there's nobody between him and the net. Not a Kansas City Maverick player within 10 feet. A heads-up play from Peter Krieger and a heck of a finish from Alex Router. That goal came at 15:22 of the second period. Kansas City retook the lead on a goal with one minute to go in the period on a bit of a broken play as Lane Scheidel was able to find a loose puck and score. And the Mavericks hung on to that lead despite several waves by the fuel in the third period. But before the thrilling late comeback by the fuel, goaltender Dan Bakula had to make a tremendous post-to-post save to keep Indy one goal ahead. And the Mavericks getting organized in their own zone. Puck hoisted out to center. Drops at the feet of Lee. Goes D to D to Teixeira, but it's knocked down and stolen by Ike Sitters for Malmquist. And Dan Bakula comes across and makes a fantastic save as Malmquist was all alone at the top of the crease and one-timed it. But Bakula pushed across to make the save and cover it up for a whistle with 10.26 to go. That's another big big moment and a big save from Dan Bacala, his best of the night. Yeah, remember that save from Dan Bacala. The Indy Fuel defense and we're back in position but a great pass by Ike right between the legs. And he found Momquist on the back door as you said, traversing the crease from left to right. Bacala in good position. Made a really tough save look really easy. That set the stage for the final minute. With Dan Bacala pulled, the Fuel won an offensive zone draw in the final 20 seconds and set up Jared Thomas all alone in front for a shot. It rang the post, but Derek Barash was in the perfect spot to find the rebound. As Matt Marcinou will try and pull this one back with Derek Barash in the shooter's hole. He's got Broll and Krieger in the slot as well. Wins it cleanly. Out to the point. Raskop fires. Blocker save made by Bonner. In behind the net, Brohl centers. Here's a shot by Thomas. He hit the post. Rebound score! The Fuel score! They've tied the game with 9.7 seconds to go. 
Thomas's shot from the low slot hit the post. The rebound dropped free. And Derek Barrage hopped on it to tie it up at three with 9.7 seconds left. And the Fuel come back with the six on five goal and some tremendous pressure inside. And finally, Barash able to find the loose puck behind Bonner's pad and tie this one up. A never give up attitude continues for the Indy Fuel. How about the shot from Jared Thomas? Barred down and it stays out. And a pinball around. Everybody corralling and collapsing down on the net front. And it's Derek Barash in the perfect position. John Bonner was completely out of position. A wide open net. All he's got to do is just toe poke that puck to the back of the net. It's exactly what Barash did. And the tight game gets even tighter. We're destined for OT. Thomas and David Broll had the assists. The fuel had a tie game going into overtime. It was a thrilling overtime. Each team had five shots, lots of end-to-end action. Derek Barash had a chance to win the game, but he rang the post on a breakaway, and so we went to a shootout. The only goal of the shootout came from the Fuel's Peter Krieger, and then Dan Backle slammed the door to preserve the Fuel's victory. Peter Krieger is Indy's next shooter. Full head of steam across the line up the right side. Takes it to the middle. Forehand score! Peter Krieger just went right to the shot. No deke. Just rip it past the pad of Bonner. Low on the blocker side. And Peter Krieger scores the first goal of the shootout. Austin Farley needs to score for Kansas City. Right down the middle. Takes it to the backhand. Backula makes the stick save. And the Indy Fuel... Win the season opener 4-3. Scoring with 10 seconds to go in regulation to send it to overtime. And then Dan Bacala stops all three in the shootout. Peter Krieger with the shootout winner in the Indy Fuel victorious. And those are the highlights of the Fuel's 4-3 victory over the Kansas City Mavericks on opening night. On Saturday night, the Fuel then traveled to Wheeling for their first road game of the year, and the fireworks got started fairly quickly as Derek Barash scored his second goal of the season at 10.48 of the first period, and then just 27 seconds later, David Brohl followed with his second goal of the year to give the Fuel a quick 2-0 lead. After Wheeling answered in the second period, Jared Thomas scored his first of the year at 13.14 of the second to give Indy a 3-1 lead. Wheeling scored a late goal to cut the Fuel lead to 3-2, but Dan Bakula made nine saves in the third period and 32 for the game, including a number on the Fuel's five successful penalty kills, allowing Indy to skate away with a 3-2 victory in Wheeling and sweep the first weekend. Among the players who shone for the Fuel, rookie defenseman Mike Lee, an All-American at Sacred Heart last year, and the Atlantic Hockey Association's Defenseman of the Year had three assists. Derek Barash, David Brohl, a pair of goals and an assist. Peter Krieger had a shootout winner on Friday night, also had a pair of assists, and Jared Thomas, a goal and an assist, as well as Alex Router on weekend one of the season. 
Just one game each of the next two weekends for the Fuel at Kansas City this week, and then on Saturday, December 26th, the Wheeling Nailers come to town for the Fuel's second home game of the year. Our guest on this week's edition of Under the Hood is Alex Router. We had a chance to talk to Alex prior to Friday's season opener, and this was our intermission interview that we played during the first intermission on Friday night's game. And often, our intermission interviews, uh, by request, we air them on Under the Hood so that our fans who are at the game are able to enjoy them as well. So here is our conversation with Alex Router. And Alex, it's been a long off season, probably the most unusual off season you've had in your hockey career. How good does it feel to be getting back to the rink, to training camp, and now on the ice and getting ready as we speak to play a live opponent for the first time since we shut it down in Kalamazoo in March? <laughs> oh, that's that's for sure, Andrew. Let me tell you, this has been the longest off season, I think, you know, especially for the players, but for the fans too. And you know, it's we we can't wait to get back and. You know, all all off season, you know, we did our Zoom calls and we were talking, and everyone was hoping, you know, eventually we would get it going. And now, finally, it has, and here we are. And how much appreciation do you have for all the people that have made this happen? You know, the the nurses, the doctors, the health officials, everybody else that has really worked tirelessly behind the scenes to allow us to be able to play hockey and have a season. Oh yeah, no. First and foremost, the the work that's gone into you know, just flattening the curve and everything with the front line and uh, uh, healthcare workers. It's, it's honestly incredible. And there's also been a ton of work, you know, from you guys and with the fuel staff and everyone here to make sure that, you know, once we were cleared to go that we actually could, you know, because not all the teams, obviously, as everyone knows, are playing. And, you know, it's we're pretty lucky and fortunate to be able to be here in Indiana and playing. What's been different so far about the training camp this year? And obviously, because there are not as many teams playing, it really looks like the caliber of teams and the depth of every team is, is a lot greater this year. And you've got a really good team in camp. Yeah. I mean, I, I think the biggest thing is just making sure everyone's following the rules and the protocols, you know, like most of the time when you show up to your, your new team and for training camp, everyone, you know, you're shaking hands and hugging and everyone, you know, you got all 30, 40 guys in one room doing video. And, you know, with the coaches, we, you know, we split up, uh, our locker rooms into two so that everyone was you know six feet apart and everyone had to have their masks on you know basically at all times other than when we're on the ice so it was pretty funny because a lot of guys you know you couldn't tell who people were <laughs> when you're meeting <laughs> new faces and they got the masks on but but yeah like you said i mean the with with going down to 13 teams that for you know starting from what the uchl is what 27 i think usually mm-hmm. so yeah, you know, the, the league's cut in half, and that means it's twice as good. You know I mean? It's it's amazing how many AHL players are finding homes here in Indy, and, you know, you can just tell from the speed of our practices that, you know, the team the team flies. And I think, you know, it's something the fans can watch it, and they'll see right off the bat how much faster the team is. I know that's been really a hallmark of uh, Coach Doug's teams, both in Manchester, and I know you were briefly uh, with them there, and then in Indy is you really like to push the pace. and how much fun is it to play with guys that also can really push the pace and play at a really, really uh, good speed? Yeah, no, it's it's awesome. I, like you said, I mean, Coach Doug's recipe for success is, you know, speed and smarts. And I think you could tell with all of his teams in the past and our team now, it's like you can see the guys and our chemistry. You know, I mean, when you're flying up and down the ice, you're making plays, you're scoring, you know, you're preventing goals. Like it's It's really fun to play with people who, you know, can all do that stuff. And I think, you know, he's recruited a team where everyone can do that. 
when you look at uh, your off season, what was it like? Because we had such the sudden end of the year and then really couldn't do a whole lot for a few months. Uh, what was it like for you to prepare for the season and get ready to, to begin uh, another year? Yeah, I mean, it's obviously a little different. You know, uh, I did a couple, you know, strange things just to make sure I was, you know, staying in shape and getting on the ice and everything. But I think the biggest thing I did was I did a lot of work with our sports psychiatrist, uh, Vince Maltz. And, you know, he had a ton of stuff just, you know, staying mentally ready, you know, because obviously it's a long offseason. You have so much time on your hands and you just want to be productive, you know. So whether it's, you know, rewatching games from last year or, you know, focusing on things I can do for this year. You know, the biggest thing for me was just kind of just stay mentally aware and, and mentally ready to go. And, you know, it kind of it kind of flew by, you know, all the all the family time that I got to spend was really nice because, you know, I've I haven't been home for that long since, you know, high school. So it was it was really good to just spend time with my family and, you know, prepare as best you can. You've got a core of 11 guys back from last year and you're part of that. How nice is it to have a number of players with whom you're familiar as you get ready for another season? it's great i mean obviously you know the guys that we returned are obviously all great players and great guys and that's the thing you know every every year you try to build on what you got from last year and you know i think you know more than anyone i think we were really starting to get on a run there towards march and you know obviously it stinks that the season was shut down but i think all the guys coming back are raring to go and you know i think we can really put it together and go on a deep run and how special is it for you and your teammates as well to be the first to kick off this hockey season with the NHL and the AHL getting started a little bit later on uh, where you kind of have the spotlight here for a few weeks. Yeah. Well, that's why I keep telling everyone. No one, no one seems to agree with me, but you know, we are the, the highest level of hockey right now playing in the world. And uh, you know, I think this, you'll see some of the best games, you know, for a while, at least until, until the NHL gets underway. I think this is where the, the best action is going to be. And so I hopefully, hopefully nobody misses it. You've got nine months of uh, energy uh, ready to come out. What is it going to look like when uh, when the puck drops on Friday night? <laughs> I think it'll be definitely a physical affair. I think it's going to be up and down, a lot of a lot of chances. You know, guys are probably be a little rusty, but I think uh, I think the fuel are going to come out on top. You know, we've been preparing the past two weeks, and I think everybody's ready to go. Uh, Alex, thanks a lot for joining us. Thank you, Andrew. That's Indy Fuel forward Alex Router, our first intermission guest tonight. We'll be back right after this. Alex Router had a fantastic year last year after coming over to the Fuel from Rapid City in a trade, and he has made an impact so far with a goal and an assist on the young season this year. We are glad you have joined us on this edition of Under the Hood with the Indy Fuel. Again, Friday night, the Fuel in Kansas City, that broadcast on Flow Sports. And then Saturday, the 26th of December, looking forward to seeing you at the Indiana Farmers Coliseum for Nickelodeon night. The puck drops at 7.05 p.m. as the Fuel take on the Wheeling Nailers. You can get your tickets at IndyFuelHockey.com. You can also join me and Nick Olchek on Flow Sports for all 36 Fuel home games, as well as Mixler.com slash IndyFuel, or you can find us as well on the IndyFuel homepage uh, and just head to the Watch and Listen Live spot, and you'll be able to get a free audio stream of all 36 home games. I want to thank you for joining us on this edition of Under the Hood. I am Andrew Smith, the broadcast voice of the Fuel. We'll see you at the rink. Thanks for going Under the Hood with the IndyFuel. For more, keep visiting IndieFuelHockey.com.